Hi there, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. I'm Rachel Spencer, and I work with people in the press industry, helping them get seen, get visible, and also to get press coverage as well. And this is a bonus episode of the podcast because last week I recorded a Facebook Live And the topic of the live was, what can you do when your training methods are challenged in the mainstream media? Now, this podcast is going out at the beginning of February. And what had happened the previous weekend was there had been an article in the Times newspaper, and it was challenging force-free dog training. This was followed up by this morning, a really big TV show here in the UK, where they talked about how force-free dog training was basically creating hounds from hell. So, Lots of reaction to that, lots of upset about that. And I did this Facebook Live really to talk about like, what can you do if your training methods are challenged? It's really frustrating. And it's something that could be quite distressing if you're an ethical pet professional, you want to train with kindness, you want to treat animals as sentient beings. And people out, people are out there, people are being given platforms to say something very different to how you feel. So have a listen to this Facebook Live. This is something that I do help people with. So in the week that this story went out, one of my clients, Zoe Willingham, was featured on Times Radio talking about the XL Bully Ban. She'd also been on BBC Radio Suffolk talking about dog training and training with kindness. So this is the kind of thing, if you want to work on this topic, that I can help you with. You can do this either one-to-one or inside of my Pets Get Visible membership. And if you're listening to this podcast episode at the time it goes out, which is on Tuesday, the 6th of February, 2024, then you can also come along to a Get Your Pet Business in the Press workshop. You can either come along to the workshop and have a one-month pass for 30 days for £35, or you can come and join the membership for £30 a month and get support with this all of the time. So I'm going to go into the main episode now. Do have a listen. If you are finding it really frustrating when your, you know, your kind training methods and your kind treatment methods are being questioned by the mainstream media. I hope you can find it helpful. Do come and drop me a line, all the contact details um, to get in touch with me in the post as well. Now for the main episode. Hey, so I thought I'd pop on and do a live today um, following um, something that has been in the news over the past couple of days. Um, It is an article um, that was in the Times and the headline is um, how man's best friend became the master and it was also covered um, on this morning uh, earlier today as well um so what i wanted to talk about really is about like what you can do but this, the story in the times is in the times news review and it's talking about a new breed of trainers claim harsh words and shouting orders damages our, damages our pet so what should you do when darling rovers tearing up the sofa Matt Rudd tried positive-only training and ended up crawling on all fours. So he's written a first-person piece about positive-only um, positive training and reward-based training. And inside of this article are some opinions from other people, including a um, including Colin Tennant from the Cambridgeshire Dog Behaviour and Training Institute, um, and also Graham Hall, from um, who you will know as the dog father from TV's Dogs Behaving Badly. So... This story's obviously been picked up by This Morning, who have talked about, on This Morning, I watched a little clip of it today, um, it started with Rochelle saying that dogs have been turned into hellhounds because owners are treating them like, like humans. And then she then quoted a dog trainer who said, if you treat a dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. That's a direct quote from this article here um, 
which I've just showed you from the times at the weekend. So I'm recording this live because it's obviously something that is an emotive topic, isn't it? Um, and it's obviously something that when you are a positive rewards-based dog trainer, and remember, I'm not a dog trainer, so if I do get any of the terminology mixed up here on this live, please do forgive me. But when you see what you do and what you really believe strongly in being challenged, i.e. being a positive rewards-based rewards -based, force-free dog trainer, that can be really frustrating, can't it? It, can, it is a direct quote from Colin Tennant. Yes, it's in the article, Tracy. Um, in fact, if you see it here, it's... Oh, hang on. I think it was high. Oh, here you go. It's highlighted there. So if you treat a dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. It is a direct quote. Um, so, yeah. So when you see what you do, what you stand for being challenged, it can be really frustrating. It can be really upsetting. So I'm doing this live for you if you are a force free dog trainer and you are feeling like this. Um, and also, if you do know another force free dog trainer, I've put this um, in my free Facebook group, but it's also going out on my Facebook page and also on LinkedIn as well. If you know a false free dog trainer who is feeling frustrated by this um, and you think this might be helpful for them, then do um, do tag them or do let them know about it as well. Um, this is a live for you and I do hope that the information I'm sharing is going to be useful for you um, and not be triggering or frustrating. I'm sharing this as a journalist um, and somebody who works with a lot of dog trainers, a lot of pet professionals, helping them be visible and helping them get media coverage and helping them really raise their profile. So basically you can have your voice out there and you can have your perspective and the way that you work out there because I think it's really important that there are different perspectives for pet parents to make a choice so we have got one perspective here in the times and we have got like I'm going to use Tracy McLennan who's a wonderful force free dog trainer as an example here because she's watching live she has had media coverage and she's very visible and does some excellent work because she wants to put her alternative perspective across so I think it's really really important so we've got these opinions which may really be triggering and challenging and frustrating for you and I completely get where you're coming from my perspective on this is I'm very much of the you you know your dog is treated like a child like a human um with kindness force free um I I'll talk about it in a moment I did have an experience with a aversive um trainer many years ago and that's why I feel really passionately about championing people who do work in the way that you do if you're a force free trainer so I'm all about a gentle approach and you know being kind to animals but I guess my my the reason why I've got on and done this live today is because when we see these things um there's a few different ways that we can um approach this um We've got this situation that, you know, it's we've got information going out there that really is at odds with what you believe if you're a force free trainer. You know, if you treat a dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. Dogs being turned into hellhounds because owners are treating them like humans. Humans, that's what went out on this morning. You're going to probably feel really frustrated, really infuriated, really angry, really sad about this situation. And I think sometimes when we see this information out there, it's natural to react like that. I wanted to offer a few different perspectives when you are dealing with this, whether it's with your clients face-to-face, -face, whether it's on social media, whether it's on your website or your email marketing, there's a couple of different perspectives. We've got the first one, which is, you know, understandably you're outraged, you're angry, you know, you're furious that people have been given this information that this person has been, you know, this these platforms are out there and they're, they're sharing this information. You know, this is a big TV show, a big national newspaper. It's really infuriating that that is out there. So you can go out there and you can share that outrage. This trainer has said X, Y, Z, you, you know, you treat your dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. I'm outrageous. You know, I'm angry. This is outrageous. So that's one way that you can deal with it. And you've got that, you know, that passion, that anger and everything out there. That's one way that you can deal with it. Another alternative is to say, you know, to actually offer an alternative. So, you know, this trainer has said, if you treat your 
dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. My approach would be, and then you'd explain your approach. And then what you could do then is invite your client or your audience or the person who's reading or listening to you to, you know, so ask what their thoughts are. Do you think you should do it like this person says? How do you feel my approach is? What are your thoughts? And then another way to do that. So, you know, we've either got the outrage, again, all understandable. We've got the offering the alternative. Another thing that you can do as well is to get curious. So you could perhaps say, you know, a trainer has said, if you treat your dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. What do you think about this approach? Do you think that, you know, how do you feel about this? Do you feel that this is true? What do you think? Is it an approach that you would try? Or, you know, what is your approach as well? So rather than kind of saying, oh, this is really bad, you know, you, you're helping people think, you're helping people have a different perspective. I wanted to share a couple of um, cases in point with this. Um, now, if you've if you're in my Facebook group watching this or you know me already, you probably know this story. But if you have stumbled across this live, um, then you might not already know this. So I'm Rachel. I'm a freelance journalist and I've written about the pet industry for probably about 10 years now. All started when I got a dog of my own called Daisy and I started writing about pets and, you know, and, and life with a dog and being a dog mum and all, all that kind of thing. Now, when I first got Daisy back in 2009, we had a very unfortunate episode where she ran, ran into a field and chased sheep. I'd only had her for about a week and she was nearly shot by a farmer. And after that, back in 2009, I went in the yellow pages to try and find a dog trainer way before we are where we are now, 15 years ago it was. I found a dog trainer at the top of the yellow pages. I went to see him and he was he was an aversive trainer. Jane, really good to see you here and I can totally see where you're coming from. So I went to see um, this aversive trainer and he told, you know, I told him what Daisy had, what had happened with Daisy and how she's run off in a field and nearly been shot. Told him about what our lifestyle was like um, and, um, you know, how she'd come to live with me and everything. And he talked about lots of different things. But one of the things that he talked about was, um, you know, I was letting her go on the sofa and go on the bed and do whatever she wanted. And, you know, treating her like a child or a baby or however you want to look at it. You know, she was she was my baby. She was my family. Um, and he was like, no, 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 no to that. He told me to put a training lead on her and yank her off the sofa if she jumped on there. He told me to throw um, some kind of thing with coins in at her if she barked he told me um, to try and train a recall by um if she didn't come back um by stepping on the long lines so that would young connect loads of awful things and i straight away thought this doesn't sit right with me i don't want to train my dog like this so i just ended up keeping her on the lead for most of the time i, I had with her unless she was in a safe place now fast forward i know a lot more about dog training and when i got patch i remember um going i remember going to see a brilliant trainer called sue mccabe who's from Mutamorphosis um, up here in Newcastle. Um, and what happened with Sue, like I didn't even know, I didn't really, you know, I just got patched. I didn't know anywhere near as much as I do now about dog training. And I, when I booked to see Sue, I remember thinking, God, patch has been going on the sofa, he's been going in the bed and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I just treat, you know, I just love him and I want him to, I don't want him to, you know, I don't ever tell him off. I'm really soft with him and all these different things. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to get told off by Sue. Um, for letting Patch go on the bed and on the sofa and all these things because of this stuff, this experience that I had. And then when I met Sue and I told her all of the things that we've been doing, she was just like, Rachel, if you want to let Patch sleep in the bed, that's okay. He can go on the sofa, that's okay. You know, you we, we have, and she showed me how to be a, the best dog mom I could possibly be to Patch. And it was a completely different approach. It was very gentle, all positive, all force free. We talked about crate training, we talked about reward based training, we worked on loads of 
different things and she was amazing. Sue is fabulous, um, Jane, I completely agree. And it gave me a completely different perspective. But the fact was, right, I didn't know back in 2009 that there were other people out there. And the fact is that when people are watching Graham Hall or they're reading stuff in the Times, they might not know either. I made that judgment call when I was, you know, all those years ago that I just didn't want to do those things with Daisy. But this is why I think it's really important that you do put out these different alternative perspectives. And rather than feel very understandably angry about what's going on in the world, what's going on in the media, to put your perspectives out there and to show people that there is a different way. Just shared the Daisy and Patch trainer scenario. Another thing that I've done, which I now wouldn't do, is I've used the retractable lead. I shared a photo on Instagram yesterday, um, which was six years ago, um, that I'd taken Daisy to this particular place on holiday. Um, and I had a retractable lead in my hand. I wouldn't have that now. I used to have a ball thrower. I wouldn't have that now because other people have told, have explained to me quite gently that ball throwers aren't, you know, aren't, you know, can lead, they can lead to all kinds of different things. And retractable leads, there are, you know, there are things around that as well. There are there are alternatives. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make, and I hope this doesn't sound too rambly, and I like I'm love it, uh, I'm gonna go for the comments properly at the end, but thank you for being supportive here because I was a bit worried about doing this live. And I know it's a really, really delicate topic, and I am sharing this with you because I want to try and help. But the key thing that I guess I want to get across is that people who are reading about dog training or watching, you know, dogs behaving very badly or you know, consuming this information, um, particularly if they are consuming it because they want to read about dog training, they want to do better, they want to better understand their dog. They're not doing these things because they want to be a horrible animal torturer. They're doing it because they want to, they want to do better. And I think this is, I guess what I'm trying to say, it is about gently educating them and actually talking about how you do things and how you do things your way and present those alternatives and invite people to be curious about this stuff. That's what I really want to get across. That's what I really, really would encourage you guys, you to be doing. Um, there are some really brilliant names that I'm seeing in the chat, in the comments. Um, you know, I've got Jane, I've got Tracy, who I can see in the comments are really amazing communicators and trainers. And I know, like, you know, I know how infuriating this will be. And, I, I, you know, I know what a great job you'll do of capturing how you feel right now as well. My key thing, I, I guess, I want you to take away from this is why it's really important to share what you do. Share what you do, share why you do it, share how you do it, and also share why you do it the way, share the why about the how, if that makes sense. So, you know, you're a force, for, you're a dog trainer. You do it because you love dogs. Um, you do it in a rewards-based way or using positive methods and why you use those positive methods so people can understand. And remember, most people do not understand that, what you know, what, they, they, you know, they really do struggle. And, People find the dog father charming. They don't, they, they just don't have that understanding that you have. So I feel really passionately about you sharing what you do, sharing why you do it, how you do it, and why you do it in that particular way. And then have faith that the people who want to do things your way will come to you. Like this article, um, you know, here in the Times, sorry, I'm just moving it the right way. The person who's been quoted in the article, they don't want to do it that way. They have worked with a positive trainer, but it's not worked for them. And they've gone to find a different a different approach. You're not going to convert people like that. The kind of people who you do want to inspire or, you know, attract or however you want to see it, I've said, use the word convert, I guess inspire is probably a better one. The kind of people who you want to encourage to come and work with you are the kind of people who are 
who who are like I was, you know, 15 years ago. And I was thinking, somebody's told me this, but I don't want to do this. This is this doesn't sit right with me. I want to know that there's an alternative way. I want to know that there is a kinder approach. These are the people you want to be, you want to be discovering you, you want to be finding you. And do please jump on these news stories. Do please share your perspective because it's really important, particularly like right now today, when this is in the news, it's been on this morning, Rochelle and Blimmin Ryland are going on about it. It's really great to be able to capture that. Um, these people, um, you know, the people in the Times article have been given a platform, but that doesn't mean to, and while that is, that might be infuriating to me, to you, you, you all have platforms as well. You know, we're all publishers. Tracy's talked about writing a blog. She's busy writing a blog today. Jane's going to write about it, thinking about how she's going to present it. We're all publishers. We all have platforms now. It's not, um, you know, not like in, you know, years ago where you could only have a platform if you're on the telly or in the newspaper or whatever. You know, so you can all do that. And there's also nothing stopping you from approaching journalists. You could approach your local paper. You can approach TV, radio, magazines. You know, you can, you can, approach them directly you can go and find facebook groups like Lightbulb and feature me where journalists are hanging out and they're looking to speak to people they're sharing the contact details they're sharing what they're working on in you know in Lightbulb and feature me facebook groups you've got this morning researchers in there asking for things you can go and connect with them in there they're sharing the contact details they are there and you can go and connect with them um so do go and you know do if you feel strongly about this do go and do that and also, like I know a lot of you who've have seen commenting so far, people who I know, people who I've worked with, but this is what I can help you with. I've got a membership called Pets Get Visible. This is what I work with people on one-to-one -one and via my membership. So if you want to chat about working together, um, do just send me a message. And um, finally, this stuff, it's tomorrow's chip paper. When I used to work um, a lot on newspapers, writing people's stories, sometimes they would be upset about what had happened or what's gone in the newspaper. You know, you deal with that sometimes. It's tomorrow's chip paper. It will all be forgotten. There will be something completely different on the news agenda tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So this will go. But I do think it is important to, you know, to pick up on, to, you know, to pick up on what's going on in the news and talk about it. Um, so it will pass. The news cycle will move on. So I'm going to go through the comments in a moment, but I just want to finish things up with share what you do, share why you do it share how you do it and then why about the how share how, share your approach and why so i really hope that you will um you know you take this away and do keep the faith as well and uh, do share your passions and your results um, i've got a facebook user comment at the end saying we're saying really good stuff saying share your share your amazing results and many dog guardians see the said person as a charming man who cares yes this is the thing and the other thing that i find like I find it difficult to talk about this now because I don't want to feel like I'm I, I just think it's a really delicate topic the the charming man thing because we don't if people see someone as a charming man who cares and then you're offering something different it's about it's it's that that line about shaming that, that, that people feeling shame isn't it um as well and I think it's about like getting people to just just inviting people to be curious about a different perspective hope that makes sense i'm just going to um go through a couple of, just going to go through the chat and have a look at a couple of the comments um sarah's jane said i nearly spat my tea out watching this morning um really looking forward to listening to this been frustrated about the situation about the past week i hope that helps um and then i've got someone who was on this morning last tuesday about ways to save money on pet care the day after they posted post about graham asking for questions from pet owners a post received backlash from people in the industry 
despite the fact he was on the next day, all the passion and anger had dis disappeared within 24 hours. Um, yeah, so it's this is well, that's what I was just saying about the, the chip paper, isn't it? Um, I completely understand people's feelings, but I've learned anything in the dog world can end up a very negative place. And you should see these as opportunities to go out and be better. And always remind yourself why you're doing it. You waste so much time and energy on things that are out of your control. What gets seen and advertised? Help as many people as you can and be amazing. This comment comes with kindness. Oh my gosh, I'm going to finish this live and go and find out who left this comment because I can't agree. Oh my gosh, I can't. I just can't tell you how much I agree with that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, thank you so so much for the comments here and for watching me ramble on. Um, Sarah's just said, "Where is the quote?" So the quote um, about. If you treat a dog like a human, it will treat you like a dog. It's in the in the times. Oh, Stacey, thank you so much, Stacey. Um, and yeah, uh, and Sarah said it was Helen Watson. Thank you, Helen, as well. And then the other quote, the direct quote that I used um, about. Hold on a minute, let me just get rid of that. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Right. Okay. The direct quote which said, "Dogs turned the dogs turned into hellhounds because others are treating them like." because owners are treating them like humans. That was a direct quote from Rochelle Humes, the presenter who was just talking about the next slot. So, you know, she's just presenting. So, um, yeah. So that was dogs turned into hellhounds because humans, because uh, owners are treating them like humans. That was from this morning. Anyway, I hope that all makes sense. And Helen, yeah, well done for getting on this morning and talking about um, your topic as well. It's really, really brilliant. And that's the other thing, you know, Helen has been on this morning many times actually she has built that relationship with the researchers and the team and everything so Helen's on there one day the dog father's on there the next they're putting different perspectives on that this is what's going to happen remember tomorrow's chip paper um you know go out there share what you do share why you do it share how you do it and why you do it the way that you do and keep the faith and that the right people will come to you thank you very much for watching um I'll get off my soapbox now I'm going to go and um go and crack on with the rest of my work but I just wanted to talk about this today um while I think feelings are running high see you later take care bye so I really hope you found that episode helpful. I know it's a bit different to the usual podcast format because it's a recording of a Facebook Live, but I did have a lot of response to that live and what was shared. Lots of positive stuff as well. People feeling frustrated, but also feeling that there is a way forward. And actually, as well as Zoe, who I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, another lady, Kimberly from City Dog Expert, she actually spoke to a journalist that very afternoon after... Um, being inspired by that. So that's why I wanted to put it out there. If this is a topic that you want to work on, if you are fed up of seeing the same names and faces in the media, then this is what I support people with. I've helped hundreds of pet professionals get into newspapers, magazines, TV and radio, really raise their profiles, really establish themselves as the go-to expert or the go-to product and really stand out from the competition. You can do this with me inside of my Pets Get Visible membership. It's only £30 a month. I mean, really, like you'd spend that on a takeaway, wouldn't you? And you can get support when it comes to getting press coverage for your pet business. Each month we have a workshop. This month's workshop is around getting in the press. It comes with a workbook and a live workshop where you get the support you need to learn about this stuff. I'm going to be talking about how to write a pitch, how to write a press release, how to come up with story ideas, how to keep up the momentum when it comes to getting press coverage. We also have two coaching calls every month. That means you can come along with your story idea or your press release, get my feedback as a journalist of over 25 years. And we have co-working calls too. So you can actually sit down and get the work done.
Finally, we've got a Facebook group. So if you've got an idea that you want to run by myself and the other members, you can pop it in the Facebook group and get, you know, get their insights, get their thoughts and feelings on it as well. If you'd like to come and join us, either head to the work with me page on my website, which is rachelspencer.co.uk forward slash work dash with dash me. And you can sign up there or just send me a message. I'm rachel at rachelspencer.co.uk or you'll find me on all social media platforms at rachelspencer.uk. So I hope you found that helpful. I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. This is a bonus one uh, taken from the Facebook Live. I hope you enjoyed it. Look forward to um, chatting to you soon. Take care. Bye for now.